What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me this episode. I think that this is going to be one of the most popular episodes of the year. I am joined by attorney Alicia Anderson. She's an experienced attorney who specializes in entertainment, intellectual property, and working with entrepreneurs. She has worked at various media companies and along the way has helped several men and women legally protect their business from the ground up. And she is here today to tell you her story, her tips for hiring an attorney and when you're going to need to do it. So Elise, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. I'm just like, I have a million questions, but I think that probably the first way we should get started is just talking about your background, you know, how you got into practicing law, um, what you love about it and that kind of stuff. So would you mind giving everybody your background? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, that sounds great. And, and, and I am deeply honored to be on the podcast. Um, so a bit, a bit of my background. So I am very, very, um, fortunate to have a parent who, who is an attorney. I have a dad who's an attorney and that made me know that like the law wasn't really what you saw on TV. Like, I feel like TV is like crime and arson and taxes. And I was like, that seems terrible. And so that's not how come I got into it. I got into it because I saw that through the law, you could help people. And best of all, for, for me, you could go and protect things and make things. And so I always have been attracted to working with people in TV or film or startups and even Instagram because I'm kind of like you guys are making stuff and I can and I can help to make sure that this stuff is protected. It's not anything that is can be tied to a crime. It's not like sketchy and also that you can like be able to own it not just here but like you know in like a different country or you know until death or like even able to go and pass it on. So that was like the overall like attraction to be in l- law um, for me. I also am a fan a fan of like of uh, of like of um, of stories, and I feel like in a lot of branding and in in the field of law is like stories. Like cases are stories, and branding is just like a, a huge story. So that's kind of how I got uh, how how I uh, got started in college. I knew that I wanted to kind of understand the breadth of what goes into being able to build a thing. So I actually studied TV and film as my major with a minor in business. And like the whole tough time that I was there, I was like, I'm going to intern at, at like a company that does TV. I'm going to intern at a company that 
that is for small, uh, is, is for, uh, I'll say like small companies that were trying to go from being in a sole proprietor to an LLC all just understand what goes into this big pot of being someone who makes a brand or makes a, a business or just tries to, to help people. So after college, I was still, you know, I still had the bug of being an uh, attorney. And so I went straight in and did that. And even as I was an, an attorney, I moved to, I moved to Los Angeles and that was where I started to actually work with, with like huge types of companies. Like I worked at BET, I worked at Fox, I worked at Disney. I worked for these huge, 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 uh, these huge, huge companies where I was like, this is awesome. This is a name. This is sick, but it's huge. I'm not really making that impact I want to really make. And that's what made me kind of go, okay, I'm very, very happy to have this training. I'm very happy to like have this thing I can kind of like speak to and know these awesome people, but I want to work with people who are still building their brand and more on the track of being a smaller type of business at the start because I'm really making an and I'm making an I- I impact and also the impact that I'm making is one that that probably is is closer to, to their uh, to their um, um, closer to their price point is what I'd say because these people are kind of like me where they want to make things and try that their best but they're still kind of that early stage of making stuff so that's kind of how how like how uh i i um got started and just because i've been a person who's very passionate about about helping people who just go make things i have like a range of clients where i have a client who just has launched their uh who just has launched their uh brand for like for like beauty and self-care and makeup and they actually have an active site that has sales i have a client who is who is a, a coach and i just helped her go trademark her catch um i just helped her trademark her catch for, for phrase or i guess like her um slogan and then i have a client who literally uh it's actually a friend of mine from from college who's you know he does he's a der director and he has a script that he's trying to pitch to Netflix and I helped him do like all of those types of contracts. So I like that also by being a person with experience in law, in law, the range of people and businesses that I can help is so broad and it's just extremely interesting. So yeah, that's kind of like a huge story as to how come I like the things that I do and how I got started. That's so fascinating. And I'm, especially you kind of touched on, you have clients who are Instagram entrepreneurs. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just quickly, like, um, what do they usually come to you for? Yeah, that's, that is an awesome. So, so that's a great question and happy to answer it because they come to me, asking me for a small thing. And then I told them you need all these things too. You know, that happens every single time. So I feel like the biggest thing that I get approached about is, is, is of course a contract, because if you're an Instagram coach or if you're an Instagram person who's trying to do branding, having a contract is extremely important uh, just to have in place because now that we have, you know, like people can slide into the DMs, ask for a deal and, you be, and even get paid. That's kind of like a great area that I, as an attorney, I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that at all. And so basically I get approached to either have to, 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 to either help a coach or someone do a contract 
or I'm approached to do their trademark, which I actually prefer because a, a, a trademark is quite easy and simple if like you're smart and it's very easy to explain. If someone says, oh, I want to go and trademark this, I'm kind of like, here's how it's done, da, 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 da. This is the timing and this is the overall cost. A coaching contract, that needs a full, we need to sit down and talk about what you're offering and what you're trying to achieve with this client. Like that's more of a question about term experience and the breadth of your scope. So those are the two things that I'm typically, um, um, approached with. And then after I talk to them, then I kind of say, you might need to also have a copy, right? If you have a course, because you just want to make sure that that course is protected because, because I totally understand that. Like, if you have a brand that is your like baby, you want to take care of it. And like, what's annoying kind of about law is that there are so many different types of ways to take care of like that content. And that's kind of like the trickier part. And then the last thing that I will say has actually like picked up in my, my, my business is making sure that people on Instagram, if they have a link in their bio as like, as like all do, uh, their site is protected and is like compliant because because what 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 people don't know is that before like before you can collect a ton of data you need certain contracts in place and most people just don't know that and that's one of those things and where i'm kind of like you need to be aware of this because if the ftc sees that you don't have a certain like like you know a certain terms of use or a certain pri policy you're not allowed to collect people's like like um people's um payment info or their or even their e- e- emails and that's like huge that's so terrifying <laughs> yes yes <laughs> A hundred percent. And, but I think that that's an excellent segue into, you know, uh, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they want to hit the ground running. They're like, yeah, I'm just, I have this idea. It's fantastic. I'm going to make a million dollars and, you know, like damn the rules. And it's like, no, please don't damn the rules. Please follow the rules. Please make sure that you're you're protecting that million dollars. So um, I know that, law is incredibly dense. And especially, you know, I I certainly wouldn't ask you things about like New York law versus California law and things, but I I guess my questions are, what is a general way people can start making sure that they are protecting themselves and protecting their customers when they want to start, start like actually exchanging currency for goods or services? Hey guys, Megan here. How are your conversions doing? Are they maybe a little womp womp? I am here to help you with this exclusive free training about two phrases you can use that just boost your conversions like kapow. But there's a catch. It's totally free, but you have to get it in my Facebook group. That's the only place it's available. So to join Join my Facebook group. No, <laughs> joining my Facebook group is totally free. It's at facebook.com/groups/meganbrame. Once you join, you'll be able to get access to the training that shows you two stupidly simple phrases you can use to add 
oomph to your conversions in your marketing, it's going to blow your mind. And I am so excited for you to check it out. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Braim. I'll see you in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely is something that depends on the type of, uh, of, uh, of business, you know, the kind of operations. It really, really is kind of like a person by person. But the two things that I would say that would be great to have at the start is first a, a contract. And I say contract in the sense that you need to have a written deal because a lot of people will have like a phone call and say, Oh, over the phone, he said this. And it's like, that does not hold up. You need it to be in text or like an email or something. This is the terms of the deal that you are trying to uh, do. And also it needs to be quite clear. I've seen a ton of clients who are like, Oh, you know, like, like I'm a coach and I booked this client for two, uh, for uh, two days each week. And it's like, on which days though? And what is a day? Is that 10 hours? That's six hours. Are they allowed to text you? You know, like you want to be so clear because you never want to either a, of course, have a, have a um, um, client who doesn't trust you, but also b be sure that you know what you are about to get it. Blah. Be sure that you know, what you are about to get into as the owner of a business, you know, like I always also tell clients that if they're trying to seek out um, a person to work with, and that includes the attorney, you have to trust them, but you have to know and be extremely clear on what you are, what type of business relationship that you are trying to actually start. Um, and so I forgot what was the other part of that question. Sorry. What was part two? Uh, just, um, how do you protect yourself and your customers? And like, a when you're ready to say like, okay, I am definitely about to like, someone is going to pay me and I'm yeah. going to give them something. Absolutely. So my, um, the, 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 the document that I love in like, in like truly, I mean that I love it is a, uh, did this Claimer because a disclaimer is going to basically say, listen, we have a deal in place. I'm going to try my absolute best, but if it doesn't happen, that's just, that's like that, you know, it just happens, you know, that isn't like on me and I didn't tell you a lie. If that makes sense. Like that's kind of like how it is completely. Yeah. And so I am, so I'm, so I am a fan of that for everyone, but again, it really is per client because I have a client who runs his own yoga um um a studio that just started and he had a he basically also so he's like so 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 he teaches people how to do yoga but also he gives them advice he tells them what types of books and stuff and so i'm kind of like not only do you need a a disclaimer based off of the advice and books etc you need a waiver because you're telling them to move their their themselves and it's up to them if they overstretch you know it's not on you if they push their uh if they stretch like you know um so hard and push themselves too hard and get hurt so he so it's like so he needs two types of documents while someone who's whose business is just you know coaching online or even is like uh or or even is someone who just says oh here's a book that can help like that can help this you know health issue you want to have a a a disclaimer and also a waiver for kind of like those two types of things. And then the last contract that I would say applies to more, uh, for more, uh, product based stuff is a, um, is a, is a, 
is a document called 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 the terms of use and i feel like that's something that everyone has seen but they don't actually go and read and that in that you know that um counts me i'm an attorney and i just scroll past it i'm like who cares but the um terms of use basically says uh it's it should be on every site app and product and basically says you are you are buying this this product to use this product for its intended type of use. And what that means is like, I'm not going to buy your app just to hack into it. You know, I'm going to buy the app to actually use the app. And I feel like that's happening even more for products where it's like, I'm not going to, and like even, even um, certain types of books happen where I'm not buying this book to go and like tear out the pages and figure out how this book is a book. I'm buying it to read it. And I feel like that's something that is extremely important because people are smarter, I feel like, these days. They can, they can really hack in to stuff. And there's so much data and content that goes into, you know, being a product-based uh, product type of business that you also, that it's also smart to have the, 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 terms, of, the terms of use in place as well. That makes total sense. And I think that it, it's something that, not only protects you, but just gives expectations for what this transaction is going to be. You know, like you were saying, I'm going to try my best ability to get you results that you want, but nothing is set in stone. Like nothing is concrete, I guess. You know what I mean? Exactly. A hundred percent. So going on to something on the other, on the flip side of that, I think that a lot of people will, not overprotect themselves, but like what, what's in my head is that people will feel like they need to start a, an LLC or a B Corp or something like that when they don't even have like their first customer. And yeah. do you think that there is sort of like a benchmark for when you need to move up from a sole prop or do you think that LLC is just always the way to go? Like what are, what are your thoughts on business structures? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, so I am an attorney, which means I do not do math. I am not a tax person and I can't even tip. I can be very honest where if I'm out to eat, I'm like, how much do I tip you? I'm sorry. You know? So kind of on that kind of vein, I will say that if you choose to be a business entity, you should definitely get a CPA or some accounting person to tell you about the taxes because the tax aspect of it kind of is a a huge chunk of it, but as an attorney from like the law perspective, the, the reason to have to go beyond being a sole proprietor is kind of deals with what you're offering as the business, because what an L L um, C what, what, what a C corp, what, what an S corp, what all of those um, uh, structures do is they protect you from liability. And by that, I mean, like, like it protects, it, it, it protects you, the person from, from being hurt or injured or in trouble for, from a thing that happens with the actual business. And so I can give you um, a second example. The client I have who does do the, who does do the yoga um, studio, that's like his job deals with people's bodies and like, and fitness and jumping and stretching and da, 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 da. Like if someone like, 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 you know, hops up and hurts themselves, they need to go and sue his, his business. They should not be trying to, to go and sue sue him. 
and then and then kind of on the um flip side for a lot of my clients who are still sole proprietors are coaches on instagram and while i encourage them to be an lc because coaching is such a specific thing the the odds of someone being hurt like like on their person are slimmer so it's be so so it so the thought process for for them to turn into an lc that's where you get the person to tell you about the, the taxes because i'm sure they can just go and like and write off the cost of making their company while a person who you know is more so engaged with like teaching yoga that's a thing that you have to actually protect like like yourself from if someone gets hurt so it's kind of like that type of thought process i will just say the difference between an llc and a in a uh c corp or an an s corp are quite small and slim and i would break them off in my opinion that it's like more of like a size thing. Like if you're in LC and you have like a hundred people who you work with and maybe a hundred people who are, who are your, um, who are your clients and LC is perfect. But if you're like Apple, you need to be like a C Corp or like a massive S Corp, especially if also you have clients that are like in different countries and and it's like a huge thing. So that is more of like a size thing. And then um, this is where I'm, I'm showing that I'm not like, like I am not a student uh, because I've had tests on this, but also um, an S corp is more the entity you have if you are an established huge, uh, huge corporate, huge corporation that is like the, like, like being an, an Apple. While a C corp is more of like the entity you have if you are a, high profits like type of like startup. So example, Snapchat started out as a uh, C Corp and they might still be a C Corp because in courts, they're like, they're still a, a uh, um, startup. Interesting. Yeah. I hope that all of that is clear. I definitely was more uh, sharp with all that stuff in school, but I'm out of school. So I'm kind of <laughs> like, I believe it's B, it's an S Corp, you know? Absolutely. No, no worries. So I mean, I think that this is a perfect segue into um, when do you recommend people come to you and what do you think they should expect? I think also a a lot of people are afraid to deal with lawyers because either they're like, oh God, I don't want someone yelling at me for what I've done, or they're afraid of the cost. And I think that one, don't be afraid. Like just in my experience, I love my lawyer because he just saves me from a lot of problems and b uh, do you think that it is something to delegate as are there like one like a la carte relationships with lawyers or is it always retainer so just re- like when should people come to you and what should they expect yeah of course i'm happy to answer that and i am like i totally agree i, I so hate that there's like fear associated with someone trying to help like people who are like i would say that in my experience a lot of people who get into the uh the field field of law are doing it to help people of course there are those the, those people who were like i'm doing it because of a high paycheck but i really don't know tons of them people are just trying to help and so i totally have like a pet peeve if someone's like this person's a terrible attorney and, and, and like and like i might like, prove it you know because i'm sure they're just doing their actual job 
But uh, but so there are definitely different types of ways of paying an attorney. I want to definitely stress that there are ways to get information through pro bono, like pro bono, and where there are attorneys who are, just exist to help. And they are just there to help people for free. And that can be over like, like, like a scope of things. Like there's trademark attorneys who do, who do stuff uh, for, for, for free. There's housing stuff. I mean, there's tons of stuff that you can get for free if you know where to go. Um, but uh, as far as payment, it is common to have a retainer for the a, a, attorney if you are a business who is someone who needs an an attorney on their staff as in every other day you need a contract or you need something copy like or oh my god or it's kind of like if you have a company whose structure is that each day you need a contract or you need something to be a trademark if you are being sued you need an uh, like you have to have an attorney the full time but if you're more of like a company who is still building or you have the type of business where after a deal is made, it has a term of like 12 months and you're kind of like, I don't need to, to come back to this deal for that time period, then it's more possible to have more of a one-off type of relationship. And I have seen like a combo of both. Like for, for, for me, like if I'm retained by a, a um, client, I'm only paid for like the work I actually do. I'm not paid each month just cause like that's fair to both of us. You know, I'm not tied to them as a, like I'm not tied to them e e each day, but if like, it, uh, but if I need to act and do a, a, a thing, I I'm there. And so that's kind of how that works. Um, I, I also said that like the cost thing is, real because being being an attorney is a skill it's very expensive i mean being in school is pricey the bar is pricey oh my god it's just like it's such a it's su it's such a cash cow that that it it is expensive but it, but it but it doesn't need to have some to to have someone where after they pay the 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 attorney that that they're homeless you know it never needs to get to like that point and so um there is like i mean truly there is like a range of payment and it and it really does like depend on how experienced the attorney is and i don't want to you know tell people what price they need to go and and look for but it should always be in there in the budget of starting a business because it is a true um 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 fee and also if you need an attorney to go over a contract don't just email them the contract or the document and say help me out really ask them how much time they think it's going to take, try to get like the scope of their work or even an, an S submit so that even if it is a huge price, you have like, you are prepared and both parties can agree on that price. And then actually a thing on prices, don't ever be afraid to negotiate against an attorney. I always, always, always respect a client who challenges me because I'm like, okay, cool. This person isn't just here to like do the thing I tell them to do. They're here as like the CEO or the president of their company. And they're trying to, to get a thing to happen. That's in their, that that's in, that's, that is in their, I guess, scope of what they're trying to do and like uh, uh, achieve. I hope that that is clear. And so, yeah.
Completely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when do you think people are ready to come to a lawyer or an attorney? So I think that, I think that the moment you have a client, honestly, and also the moment that you're trying to build a brand, uh, I would say the moment that you're trying to build a brand and launch it. I have, I would say that for most of my clients, they come to me before they start their actual brand and they start having clients. I've, I've had a few who come to me like as it's starting, but, but before you begin the process of saying, this is my brand, you want to have, you want to be sure that the name of your company can be trade, uh, 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 is, is, is trade marked. And before you say, here's my course, here's my document, here's even my, um, here's even my, um, free content. You want to be sure that that content is copy written and also that that is content that you are allowed to distribute. And if the intention of that content is to, is to collect a client's data, then you want to make sure you have all of that stuff in place. Like I would say, extremely, I would say like extremely early, you want to at least be checking in with an attorney and you want to absolutely be sure that it's an attorney who you trust and who is capable because even after you start 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 a company tons of stuff can like pop up so you want to be sure that it's someone that you can contact and say hey even though even though we did all this prep stuff just jumped off and i need help so it's kind of like those things so it and again it's kind of like 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 if you're going to commit to a person that you want to like date, you really want to kind of have like those first couple of dates before you even ask that question. Is this someone I want to really like go on like a fifth date? You know, if that makes sense, you want to always go and feel them out. And then at the point of where it's like, no, I need this person to actually act. You already kind of know who you trust, what their work, uh, what their work flow is. And if there's someone who you can really, really count on. That makes total sense. And I like it, especially that you're saying, you know, don't wait on this. Like the instant yeah, no. you want to have a transaction, like we should, we should be talking. So I know that people are going to have a million questions. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they have more questions or they want to talk shop? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, provide you with my uh, e- email address and a link to my website people can just shoot me an email i also have an instagram that i am that that is not huge so i get every time that a person tries to to talk to talk to me i can answer um and just kind of like just like um um feel free to reach out through any of those things I'm, i'm always happy to answer a person's questions and give them the best type of advice that i can always Absolutely. And we will put all those links in the show notes too. So people can just hit you up right there. But Alicia, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. Uh, Are there any other things you want to cover before we end? Uh, Just to like help me break the perception that attorneys are terrible. Attorneys are (laughs) kind people and we are here to help. People need to be happy to ask questions about their their uh, contracts and not scared. So that's kind of it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Of course. Hey guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful 
to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week. On the next episode... I think that they're both valuable. I think that for your audience, you want to create content that you want to write because you want to connect with your audience. And I think when you're writing about what you want to write about, you're putting out an authentic version of yourself, which is something that you want your audience to come back for. You want them to get to know you. You want them to feel like a part of your community. So creating content just for your readers, whether it's search engine friendly or not, is super important. And I think that you have to do that plus these smart strategic topics.